Welcome to the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. Enjoy a drink with us while we tell you some wild stories of the brutal and bizarre variety. Please keep in mind some of our stories might be upsetting to young or sensitive ears. So Declan, tell us what drink you have brought for us to sample today. So I chose the Blinker, which is a 1930s era cocktail comprised of two ounces of rye whiskey, two and a half ounces of grapefruit juice, and one teaspoon of raspberry syrup. Okay, let's give this a shot. I would have uh, ice clink around in here, but we've been trying to record this for an hour, so it is all (laughs) melted. Your ice is melted. Oh, it's nice and watered down for you then, huh? Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to drink. (laughs) Mine is, uh, it's not watered down too much. I still have ice in mine, but um, (laughs) it's it's not too strong. I went a little lighter on my whiskey than recommended, but um, I can still taste the whiskey in there. I think I would prefer a little bit more raspberry because I like the fruity drinks but it's not too bad i would probably drink this again yeah the raspberry goes pretty well with the grapefruit juice i feel yeah kind of surprising So tell us the story you have for us today. So today I picked out a story about the Dogen tribe and I'm terrible at pronouncing stuff. So I'm probably going to get a lot of things wrong in this story, but I'm going to try my best. Okay. So the Dogen tribe is a Moser African tribe located in an area called Mali. They were discovered in the 1930s by a pair of anthropologists. The Dogen Dogen culture has some uh, very interesting things about it. So the Dogen priests claim that they were visited thousands of years by a race of people from the Sirius B star in the Sirius system. And these people were called the Nomos. The Nomos were quoted as being amphibious-looking creatures uh, that were bipedal. And the, according to the Dogans, the Nomos landed on Earth in an, a quote-unquote arc that was spinning in the sky, generating wind and loud noises. They began to give the uh, Dogan information about the planet they were from in the Sirius solar system. Uh, They were from Sirius B, and Sirius A happens to be one of the brightest stars in the galaxy, but Sirius B was not known to have existed at the time of their discovery in the 1930s. So this was pretty interesting information that the anthropologists were breaking through on. So have they found Sirius B now? Yes, so Sirius B was located in the 70s. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. about 40 years after their discovery. Ooh, that's creepy. So Sirius is comprised of two stars, only one of the stars being visible to the human eye from just the night sky. And Sirius A is the one that you can see with your naked eye. And uh, the Nomos described that they were from a white dwarf star called Sirius B. Star is not visible to human eyes, but they knew about it for centuries before it was discovered. The Nomos provided them with a very detailed description of the Sirius solar system, which they were able to create scientifically accurate depictions of the Sirius solar system and how the two stars orbited themselves. So if you go online, you can find uh, cave pictures from centuries ago showing the kind of what the Nomos look like. And also the they drew like a little map, a, a star map, and showed the orbits of the two stars around each other. And it's exactly what the scientists discovered in the 70s. So, wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. I'm assuming uh, the scientists in the 70s found it with telescopes and things. Yeah, it was photographed in the 70s with um, a oh telescope. Wow. Very cool. Uh, so one of the things that the Nomos described to them, they went into very like scientific detail about the place that they're from. And they... The Dogen were aware that Sirius B was made up of a material hotter than iron called Sagla. Sagla, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, and one of the other things they told him about is a third star in the Sirius system called Sirius C, which is about a hundred times less dense than the sun and smaller than the other two planets, uh, other two stars. So along with telling them about the their home and uh, the solar system that they came from they also helped teach them about the earth and uh, our own solar system including information about jupiter and its moons saturn and the fact that it has a ring uh, and that the planets orbit the sun they were also aware about the earth being a globe or i guess a sphere uh, and were aware of some atomic particles and had a pretty good understanding of how they worked. And this led them to create or theorize, the, the Dogen tribe theorized that the universe was created in a very similar way to the Big Bang Theory that we know today. Hmm. Uh, about every 60 years, the Dogen hold a celebration when Sirius crests over a specific mountain range and this these uh these celebrations can last a long time the most recent one having lasted uh around six years and the dogan tribe aren't the only tribes like this there's actually a tribe in japan called the dogo and they have little sculpt that some uh little metal statues have been recovered of what the Dogo made. And they didn't say that they were necessarily visited by the Nomos, but they say that they were visited by uh, a being from space and 
the little statues they made were looked they looked like spacemen like people in astronaut suits it's pretty interesting oh wow and uh the the dogo tribe said that the visitors from another planet brought uh information about civilization like how they could make their civilization better they brought them written language and uh knowledge of the earth and the the solar systems that like they told the dogo wow and another another thing that kind of connects all of these together is uh, one of the ancient mesopotamian gods was called uh, dogon and he was depicted as a an aquatic human almost like a merman so merman are real yes but they might be from outer space oh my gosh <laughs> So they all have very similar names. That's so interesting. I know. It must be they the aliens come down and like, hey, whatever your tribe was, you're now called the Dogon or the Dogo yeah. or the Dogon. We, we're renaming you. Yep. You're going to just accept it or you're coming back to space with us. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That. In my opinion, is some of the most uh, substantial evidence of aliens. That's pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't. It surprises me that the names are so similar. I especially over different cultures, you know. Yeah, like all the way in Japan and and Africa. In Africa. Really. And... Wow, that's wow. And and mermen. Mermen. Yep, aliens and mermen and smart people crazy i've never heard of that before well now you have now i have that's a really yeah. cool story thank you for telling it so the reason i chose the blinker as a drink is because it was a 1930s cocktail and that just happened to be when the dogan tribe was uh, first contacted oh that's smart that's yes. smart i like that I like that link. All right, Jane, what brutal story do you have for me? So my brutal story is about Neil Falls, who is a suspected serial killer but they don't really know so uh july 2015 in charleston west virginia a 911 call was received to report a man was shot in a woman's home after he assaulted her the police responded to the scene to find the man deceased in the woman's house the man is identified as neil falls and the woman he assaulted is heather saul the police inspect Falls' vehicle and find some very scary things. So, Neil Falls was born in Eugene, Oregon on September 24th, 1969 to a large family of 10 children. That's too many kids. That's a lot of kids. Wait. Throughout, yeah, throughout his younger life, he lived in numerous cities across Oregon. 
As a young adult, he lived in Kansas for a few years, then moved back to Oregon for a few years after that. He spent several years from 2008 to 2000, uh, excuse me, he then spent several years from 2000 to 2008 living in Nevada. He was employed more than once as a security guard in both Oregon and Nevada, which is terrifying when you find out the rest of the details. In 2008, yeah, he was actually. In 2008, Falls was accused of sexually harassing a colleague and he was forced to quit his security job in Nevada. After losing his job in Nevada, he moved several times to various states, including Indiana, Kentucky, Texas, and West Virginia. And all of these places matter when the rest of the details come out. Um, He often led a transient lifestyle in which he lived in his car. Um, Sounds like Eugene, typical Eugene man. Right. Uh, July 2015, Heather Saul is a sex worker in Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, She's contacted by a man later identified as Neil Falls via website, and they arranged to meet at her house. The website was one that many sex workers used to communicate with clients. And so um, that's how they initiated their conversations. And he spent several hours that day contacting her and arranging things. And it was just kind of weird because she was like, just come over already. Um, And it took him a while to get to her house. When he finally entered her house, he said, live or die, and produced a gun pointing it into her side. She attempted to, yeah, nice guy, right? Yeah. Uh, She attempted to run away from him, but he caught her and started to strangle her. He told her he was going to prison for a long time, and it was her decision if it would be for murder or rape and murder. During the struggle... She grabbed a rake to defend herself, at which point Falls put his gun down to try and get the rake away from her. If I had a gun and someone was coming at me with a rake, pretty sure I would feel safe keeping my gun, but... Yeah, me too. And he didn't really give her a lot of options, rape or murder and rape. Right, exactly. I mean, A or B. (sighs) Um, When he put the gun down, she grabbed it and shot him with it, which killed him. Yes. Um, The police were called and they began their investigation. Falls was found to have, ready for this, four sets of handcuffs and a plastic bag on his body. Like we're talking a grocery bag or a garbage bag? It didn't say, the sources that I found didn't say, it just said a plastic bag on his body. Okay. The, the bigger finding bag. was what they found in his car, um, which I'll get to in a minute. The police also found a note in his pocket with the names and phone numbers of six women who Falls had also met through the website that he met Heather through. These six women were all found to be alive. Thank goodness. That's good. Yeah. Uh, After they found the note, they searched his car um, and they found various knives, 
axes, saws, a machete, a sledgehammer, bleach, shovels, and a very large bag, which was big enough to fit a body, as well as bulletproof vests. The police described this as a quote-unquote kill kit. Got the zombie survival kit locked in his trunk. Yeah. Armory of shed weapons. I don't think he was looking for zombies. I don't think so either. No, no. They described it as a kill kit and they actually told Heather, uh, the intended victim, that that's what it was. Um, they the police started looking into his background. They discovered he had been contacted by police for various reasons in more than 20 states. So Damn. it was obvious that he spent a lot of time on the road traveling. And so that's why I mentioned like all the states that he had lived in, but he had been contacted by law enforcement in over 20 states. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So they don't, police don't know if he actually killed anyone but they believe he might have um as there are many missing women in states that he lived in or uh, lived near at the time of the women's disappearance and murders so i'm going to talk a little bit about those uh during the time that falls lived in nevada and near las vegas four sex workers went missing and police believed falls may have been responsible for this for their disappearances and deaths those victims include Misty Sains, Jody Brewer, Lindsay Harris, and Jesse Foster. Misty Sains went missing in March of 2003. Uh, he was not nice. Her, whoever, if it was Falls or whoever, um, was not nice to Misty. Her torso was found a few days later, but was unidentified for several years. Um, mm. Yeah. Jody Brewer went missing um, in August 2003, and her torso was found near San Bernardino, California. She went missing from Las Vegas, though. So hours away is where they found her um, Her torso. Sounds like a fucked up road trip. Yeah, not a road trip I want to want to be on. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay Harris went missing in May of 2005. Um, her legs were later found near Springfield, Illinois, again, Ooh. missing from Las Vegas. Jeez, that's yes. quite a bit further than San Bernardino. Yes, exactly. Um, Jesse Foster went missing in April 2006, but her body was never found. Those are the ones that they identified from the area where they know he was living at the time, but um, he is suspected of ha having a lot of links to other missing people, including some from the uh, Tennessee area, I believe it was, and then West Virginia and Ohio, I think. So there were a lot of, a lot of missing persons cases that could possibly be linked to him, but those are the only ones that they said, yeah, this happened exactly around the time that he was there. So what, uh, what time were these killings happening or disappearances? I should say. Um, it was 2003, oh, okay. 2005, 
Um, I was thinking it was earlier, like when the police couldn't didn't really contact other precincts. But no, it no, was yeah, uh, March two thousand six. Um, sorry, March sixth of two thousand three is when Misty Sands, um, her torso was found, and then it was several years later that she was identified. August 14th of 2003 is when Jody Brewer uh, went missing. And then May 2005 is when Lindsay Harris went missing. And later part of her body was found in Illinois. Ugh. Yeah, so 2000, early 2000s. And then okay. um, Heather Stahl was in 2015 when he was actually, when she killed him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a couple years after those. Yes. So who knows what he was doing in between, but. Uh, I don't even want to know. Right. So that is the story of Neil Falls. Wow. That was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, that. Yeah. And they can't, since he's already dead, it's not like he can confess to anything or. Nope. I mean, nope. he, he got what he deserved, though, it sounded like. Yeah. I mean, you know. I feel bad for the lady that had to kill him, though. Right. So. She did a good thing, it sounds like. Yeah. Definitely. Probably saved some people's lives by killing him. Yeah. Very likely. I mean, those six women he had the names and contact information for. That was in his pocket of his clothing. Ugh. in this part of the podcast we like to call the chaser, the chaser. just uh to make things a little bit happier so you don't end on a sad note so right uh, you have any good chasers mom um my i would say my chaser for the day is uh a clip i received on instagram that was of a large dog swimming with a little dog on its back and the large dog looked like it was probably a, um, like a great Pyrenees. So good size oh, dog, big, and, big dog yeah. a big dog. And then it had um, like a little Chihuahua that was riding around on his back. And it reminded me of how I always wanted to have our St. Bernard carry around a little dog in like a bag on his neck. Cause I thought that would be super cute. And we never got a chance to do that. So it just made me laugh. What's your chaser for today? Uh, my chaser would be a TV show recommendation. If you're oh, yes. looking for a good laugh, uh, I would highly recommend Life in Pieces. We watched it together a couple years ago, but I just restarted it and does not disappoint. It is such a good show. I love that show so much. And it made me so sad when it canceled. And I know 
Such we a got good four show. seasons out of it. It's oh, we needed much more. Yeah. Much more. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for checking out our podcast. I don't know if we want to keep this part in, but this was fun.